Do you want to feel strong, confident, and ready to enjoy life? I'm Jen Shaver, a triple certified fitness expert and mother living her best midlife. I want to help you achieve a healthy, active lifestyle without ever having to go to the gym. We grow together every Monday, so be sure to subscribe and tune in to your weekly fit news. This episode of Fit News is sponsored by... Make wellness a priority in your life. Women's bodies face changes and fluctuations in hormones as they go through the cycle of menopause. Strong for Life offers an exercise program to help you invest in your future and health without crazy routines. We deliver the results you deserve from your time and effort. Go to strongforlifefitness.com to learn more. Now back to our show. Hello and welcome to the Fit News Podcast. I am your host, Jen Shaver, and joining me today is Sherry Chirac. She is a peri and post-menopausal specialist, a functional nutrition counselor, a functional fitness trainer, and a women's health coach helping women over 40 lose menopausal weight, balance their hormones, and gain confidence without fad diets or hardcore workouts. She's about breaking down the social stigma of women 40 plus by educating these women on how to be strong mentally and physically. Sherry's mission is to commit to improving the health of women through functional nutrition, movements, and knowledge so women can live a healthy and powerful life life. Sherry, I'm so excited to chat today. We have a lot to chat about, right? And I know yeah. that you are going to help all of my ladies because I know a lot of the stuff that you chat about is the stuff that I chat about and they want information. Yeah. <laughs> Got it. I'm here. I'm here. Thank you so much for having me. I, I'm excited to be here. Yes. Well, we're excited to uh, get started with this. So let's get right into it. Why don't we start with uh, with your story? Oh, okay. So I did not begin this way. I wasn't in health and wellness, but I, it came, it just fell in my lap in, in a way where my son, uh, when I was, gosh, he was two, two or three, he was diagnosed with autism and it, he didn't speak. And it was like, we were thrown in a whole new world. And, um, you know, there's no medication for autism. And I'm sort of grateful for that because it drew me into let's, let's dive into this. Let's learn more about it. And I learned so much about food, how food affects him, how movement affects him. And as he was progressing and he was making strides, I began to think, okay, so if food and movement is affecting him and we're, we're changing it, we're cleaning things up and he's, he's progressing, how's this affecting us? And that's when my curiosity got to me. So I started diving deeper. I, I dove deeper more into the movement piece. I became mm -hmm. a certified personal trainer at the time. And I just was, I, I was finally being, I was finally able to take care of myself after he started recovering. And uh, because, you know, your whole world is about taking care of your kid and trying to do whatever you can. And so I have that little piece of time when I, I began to have time to take care of myself. And I, I joined a gym, never joined a gym before. I didn't know how to use the equipment. I was like, okay, walk in. 
I'm looking around. Oh, there's a treadmill. Okay, I got it. And I walk into the treadmill and <laughs> on the treadmill for like 10 minutes. Okay, I'm done. And I left. <laughs> <laughs> but, but you I got started and that's what it's about, right? You got it. You, you got, got showing it. up. That's right. That's right. And, yeah. you know, so small steps. And I happened to meet a personal trainer there and we got to know each other, worked out with her and inspired me to get um, certified. Mm-hmm. So as I was certified, I was working full time. Um, I am a certified um, in, certified interior designer, a commercial interior designer, and I was working full time. In the evenings, then I was doing my personal training. In the evenings and weekends, I just loved it, yeah. being able to help women, and um, that to me was just like I got a taste, and I was just ex- so excited to be helping women and you know to pass my knowledge. Mm-hmm. So as this was like um, 2011. So that was a while, but as time was going by, guess what? My body was changing. (laughs) Yes. And so um, I was still working full time and I was experiencing these extremely long and heavy periods. I didn't know what was going on. And I was like going over a month and like, okay, what's going on? And what was sort of what blew me away was when I went for help it, there was no solution. It yeah. was like, oh, well, this is just what happens there. I love this. I love this question. How old are you again? Oh, you're almost 45 or you're almost 50. That's just what happens. And no explanation, no, of what you can do about it. Just, you just got to suck it up and do it. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, this isn't right. I, I'd speak to other women and, oh, oh yeah, that's, I was told the same thing. That's just what happens. And again, I shook my head. I'm like, why? why are we accepting this? Why are we accepting this as a solution? The problem is there. We just accept it. I don't think so. Or another option as I was moving along this perimenopausal journal, which journey, which I didn't even know what perimenopause was at the time. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that I was realizing that I was moving along. Um, mood swings, hot flashes. And again, what was I offered? You know, anti-depressant, anti-depressant, a a pill, the pill. Oh, that'll just help things. And, uh, you know, I'm not a pill taker. And I'm like, "Uh, that's unacceptable. There's Mm got to be something else. Keep searching for answers. Couldn't find it. So I decided I'm just going to find it myself. So I found a place, uh, not a place, but uh, online certification. Actually, it's based in England, Burl Education, thank God. And I was able to find out what is going on in there and how our body, a woman's body works. <laughs> I found that as I was moving along, I was so excited because I was actually learning like, oh, I was going through that. And oh, and I can eat this to help that. And it was just mind blowing to me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then it was also frustrating to me because right. the frustrating part was why wasn't lifestyle habits an option given to me right. besides a pill or, mm-hmm. or you just have to suck it up. Right. And that's what just fueled my fire. I'm like, I'm just gonna, I have to let everyone know about this. Right. And um, I just dove deeper even further into functional nutrition as well. So how physiology, food meets physiology, how the food we eat uh, 
works with our organs and our digestion. And I can't get enough. It's you tell I get excited, but it's, <laughs> It's all our body is a well-oiled machine. And I don't want I hate calling the body machine because it's not a machine, but it is smart. Right. And uh and so that's where that's how my journey is where I'm at. So Perry to postmenopausal specialist, functional nutrition. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, so. you know, you mentioned something um where it kind of started with your son and um and the autism because there isn't a pill, right? There's no pill to fix it, right? Yep. And that's pretty much the same thing with menopause, right? They can't offer you a pill. So, or or they can, they, they will often, like you said, offer you either an antidepressant Mm -hmm. or the pill. Right. Anyway, uh, you know, and not going with the power of these lifestyle interventions. And as you mentioned, once you learn those lifestyle interventions, it's so empowering. Number one, for you as a mother, when you figured them out and what would work for your son. Mm-hmm. And then number two, for you as a perimenopausal woman, mm-hmm. those lifestyle changes and, that yeah. had a profound effect on your day-to-day life. It was, especially working. So even, you know, even I work from home too right now, but when I was working corporate, mm-hmm. it was, it was challenging I'm going through my day and I've never, I've been so like sharp with my memory. I can mm-hmm. remember all this. I was having a team meeting with my coworkers and we were um, delegating who's doing what and get back to my desk. It was gone. I mean, I literally cannot remember right. what my, I was going through my notes, but just so brain fog and all that and how that not just challenges me, but uh, how many other thousands of women out there, whether you're working from home or whether you're a stay at home mom and or you're working corporate, that's scary when right. you speaking to forget what you just talked about. Mm-hmm. And um, nobody talks about these are some some symptoms right. and these. Symptoms are warning signs. War, I should say warning. I call them alert signals from your body because yeah. it's these symptoms, hot flashes and brain fog, migraines, sleep disruption. All those symptoms are basically alerts from our body saying, hey, we need some support. You know, it could be something your liver. You need some support with your liver. Could be something with digestion. So they're not, it's not just being a nuisance. It's actually, it's a call for help. And mm-hmm. instead of taking a pill, which is a Band-Aid, let's dive deep into the root cause and say, okay, what, what is causing these hot flashes? You know, what, what mm-hmm. have I been eating? And just being more aware, too, of, of everything. And instead of, you know, we're so busy. We're over uh, scheduled. Right. And we don't have time to actually sit and just, like, <laughs> observe. Or we're going from one task to another. So the observing part and listening to her body and taking time for herself is key is huge. Right. Right. You know, let's talk about that because so often, you know, we, we have addressed it with the power of these lifestyle interventions. And Mm -hmm. so often doctors, all they want to do is give you a pill to fix it. Right. Mm -hmm. And I know that you have run into some, um, you know, some issues, so to speak Mm -hmm. with, um, with, with doctors and, Western medicine, again, it is a great tool, right? We both love it. We we all need it. Yeah. Um, but it is not the only tool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, I, I just, I guess what 
really, uh, what's, I can't think of the word I'm thinking about, but really brought awareness to me as I was going through my studies was why weren't these um, lifestyle habits, options given to me before um, I needed a pill or if I, if Mm -hmm. I were to need, I'm not saying that going on an antidepressant is bad. I'm not saying going on the pill or any other pill is bad, Mm -hmm. but I want to at least know what are the other lifestyle options before I get to that option? Mm -hmm. Because there, you know, maybe there's something that, you know, food and movement just won't help me with or supplements that I would need that. So that, that was the key part was, Where's that in between? Where's that step before the medication uh, option? Where is that? And mm-hmm. I, I just feel that's missing mm-hmm. as well as educating on what, what's going on in our body. Right. And, right. You know, a, a woman should know what happens throughout her, her entire life on her, mm-hmm. her body, but also her reproductive, uh, uh, you know, organs and what happens and mm-hmm. It's not taught to us. And it's right. Well, because don't you think that is because that a lot of time it's not taught to the doctors themselves either. Mm -hmm. Yes. And you bring up a good point because um, I do presentations. I I do public speaking. And as I was gathering information to do my keynote speak or speak my speech, I should say, it basically I found just a recent study that, well, it was a, suppo- a symposium back in March of 2023, so earlier this year, yeah. and it was for OBGYN doctors, and there was a question that was asked to all the doctors that attended the symposium, and they had asked, how much of menopause was taught to you in medical school? Mm-hmm. And some said one week. Another one said, well, we were told that when your period stopped, that's when menopause happened. Another one said, not at all. Another one said two weeks. And I was like, okay, if it's an internal medicine doctor, give and take, all right. But this, these are OBGYN. Right. right. That, that women are seeking out. Yes. Going, going to, for help. Yes. And they're not getting it. They're not getting the support um, that they need when they go there. Right. Right. Yeah. Because of the lack of knowledge. Now, Right. I, it's not all. I'm not saying all OBG exactly. do not know. I'm not mm-hmm. saying that. But at this symposium where there was a lot of uh, doctors there, a lot of them replied that it was very minimal. Mm-hmm. And so it, it goes back to um, not just doctors not knowing, not being educated in that, but also two years of, um, you know, our moms, their mom's moms are, you know, it's keep it quiet. You just don't talk about it. And even now, even now when, when I'm with friends, uh, it's when we're talking, it's like, Oh, you know, we're like whispering. And I caught myself like, what are we doing? We're women. We should just be talking about this. Why do we feel like we have to do this? Right. Um, just a funny story. If you don't mind me sharing, Mm -hmm. Uh, so I remember vividly, uh, when I had the sex education at school, okay. Right. It was like in junior high and all the girls are separated from the boys. I remember the two teachers combined <laughs> the two classes and there was an overhead projector. Yes. I'm uh, dating myself. So there's an overhead <laughs> projector and, uh, it was so vague. 
And they said, this is just what happens every month. And then they, okay, before you leave out the door, take one of your, your little sample bags <laughs> and you open up the bag. There's a sample tampon, sample pad, and then some uh, Tylenol or Advil or something in right. it. Right. And we're like, okay. And then they probably and then gave I'm, us aspirin back in those days. <laughs> yeah. Buffrin or something. Right. <laughs> and, and, and by the way, don't talk about it. Right. It's like, just right. talk about amongst yourself or just don't talk about it. This is what happens. So let's fast forward. You know, my daughter, you know, she's 18 now, but when she was in like, I don't know, in junior high, just starting junior high, I go to pick her up from school here. She hands me a bag and I'm like, what is this? And I open the bag and sure enough, it's a sample pad, sample tampon and, uh, an Advil, except the wrapping was much cuter. It had right. cute flowers <laughs> on it, but it was the same thing. And how many years later, like 30, 40 years later, and nothing's changed. So that's where I want to disrupt. <laughs> I want like, let's stop this. Right. Our, if we, okay, fine. We as women do not know, but guess what? We can know. Right. We're going to empower ourselves. But then, hey, let's empower the younger generation. So what I, you know, the, the clients I serve, yeah, they're over 40. But guess what? I also speak to women that are in their 30s. I, my daughter, who's still a teenager, I'm trying to, you know, educate her as well. Right. And I would love to get to teenagers and 20 year olds too, because guess what? This is preventative. The more you know about your body, then once you get into menopause or perimenopause, mm -hmm. then it's going to be a smoother transition. Right. And uh, so it's all about educating and knowledge. Oh, you can't, you can take, you cannot take that away from you. My dad always said that um, the more, you know, the knowledge is power. You can, no one can take knowledge away from you. And yeah. um, so I want to empower women. I want to educate them. Don't be embarrassed. This is, this right. is, we should, you know, we're strong. We're powerful women. Let's do this. So, yeah. Yeah. And our bodies are amazing, right? They grow oh, humans my, and oh, got it. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. To appreciate it. And yeah. it's, it's sad sometimes when I hear some women, some, some clients I talk to, uh, they hate themselves mm -hmm. because of the change yeah. and the way their body has changed the way they feel. They don't feel like themselves, which here, I'll raise my hand. I, I went through it too. Right. I completely can relate. Uh, you lose your self-confidence because it's, I don't understand, but they get to a point where they hate themselves because they've reached out for help mm -hmm. and there's no solution except right. a pill, which they may have taken and they've gotten side effects from it. Right. Um, or they were just told, Hey, you're just this age. That's just what happens. And you know mm -hmm. what women, as we get older, darn it, we can be just as sexy. We can be just as athletic and shape. We're going to live the best lives from I'm going to be 50 here in the end of the month. And I feel more uh, healthy than I ever did in my thirties, twenties or thirties. Yeah. And this is the time ladies, this is not the time to say, Oh, it's over. Heck right. No. Right. It's not the time to throw your hands up in the air and say, no. I give up. I can't do it. This is just what is, this is what happens with age, right? It's just like this saying, you know, this is the way we've always done it. So this is the way we're going to do it. Right. Oh, no, 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 <laughs> no, absolutely not. Let's change it. Let's yep. be the change. Let's yeah. get you know, empower ourselves. So mm -hmm. absolutely. That's, that's where I'm at. And, you know, educating as much as possible to women. It's like, 
what ha- what's happening in their body and what are some key nu- um, nutrition yeah. um, pieces, you know, yeah. right. the, some women that have hot flashes all the time and we dive deep and, okay, wh- what, what's your nutrition? Let's talk about it. And mm-hmm. it may, they were eating some um, refined, a lot of refined sugar, mm-hmm. some dairy. Those are two key things that could increase hot flashes. Yeah. So just either reducing or eliminating it did did the trick for these couple clients. Here's another option. Let's add in instead of I hate to always uh, eliminate because right. people feel deprived. Let's add in. Let's add in seed cycling. Seed cycling such a powerful thing where many d- don't know about it. I didn't know about it. Yeah, let's talk about it. Yeah. So um, seed cycling is where you implement seed throughout your cycle. Now, this is for all women, even my mm-hmm. daughter, teenagers can, so women that are cycling and women that are not. So what you would do, you would implement pumpkin seeds and flaxseed. I get my seeds right. Yeah. Pumpkin seed and flaxseed from the um, time you are uh, in a follicular phase mm-hmm. all the way to your ovulation. So during that time, like half the month, that's when estrogen increases. And mm-hmm. guess what? The pumpkin seeds and the flaxseed, that's what nourishes the estrogen. So it gives the estro- it gives the estrogen uh, hormones what it needs. Mm-hmm. And then as through the cycle, after ovulation, we go into the luteal phase. Mm -hmm. And that's when progesterone increases and estrogen decreases. Mm -hmm. So the sesame seed and the sunflower seeds, that's when you should switch your seeds and implement those um, as you go into the luteal phase Mm -hmm. through there. And then because those seeds nourish the Mm -hmm. progesterone hormones Mm -hmm. and And the cycle. I'm and sorry. when we're talking about the luteal phase, that's the second half of our cycle. Yep, it is. Yeah. So it's um, so it's after you ovulate, and you know we still have a little bit of energy after mm-hmm. ovulation. But you'll notice as you're getting closer to your menstrual cycle, you start to feel tired. Mm-hmm. You start to feel, um, you know, like you feel like you want to slow down a little bit and um, not not socialize as much, and you can almost. If you're aware, if you pay attention to your body and how you feel, you'll notice it. And that's a luteal phase where you're just, you know, your body's starting to go into the menstrual um, cycle, menstrual phase. And then that's when um, that's the best time to to uh, add in those particular seeds. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're not cycling, no worries, because you can cycle, seed cycle with the moon phases. And some people's like, What? <laughs> I know it sounds weird, but this has been practiced for years. I mean, ancient Greeks, uh, Aztec, they would follow the moon. So for instance, I'm not cycling. I will follow um, new moon to full moon. And between new moon and full moon, I will implement the pumpkin seeds and the flax seeds. And then from um, full moon back up to new moon, that's when I'll um, implement um, the sunflower and the sesame, because just because I'm in menopause doesn't mean I'm not producing estrogen or progesterone. Mm-hmm. It's just still there. Our body is still producing. It's just at a low level. Right. So we still need to nourish it. We still need to give give them some love. Right. 
And um, so, yeah, don't feel that, oh, I'm not cycling anymore. So I, it absolutely, and and like I mentioned, it helps with a lot of menopausal symptoms, such as hot flashes or perimenopausal Mm -hmm. symptoms as well, Mm -hmm. where a woman may be um, cycling, but it's, Maybe it's short. Uh, it's um, not. It's it's a short cycle. Maybe it's every few months. Mm-hmm. You, but absolutely, you can see cycle at any time, yeah. and yeah. you'll reap the benefits for it. And you can put it in smoothies, yogurt, top of salads. Um, my da- my daughter doesn't like uh, the full seed, so we get a coffee grinder which we don't grind the coffee anymore, just so you know. And we leave <laughs> the seeds in, so it's a little bit more fine, and she sprinkles it in her smoothies nice. smoothie that way. But yeah, it's it's easy and an expensive way to um, help balance your hormones. Yeah, yeah. And it's a, um, you know, it's a lifestyle change that you can make. You don't need a doctor's prescription to do uh-huh. it. You know, it's just something you can do naturally to yeah. uh, help support your body. Looking for a fitness program that fits into your busy schedule? Look no further than Strong for Life Light. Our brand new program offers whole workouts every month that you can do from the comfort of your own home. No need to worry about missing classes or juggling gym time with family time. Join Strong for Life Light today and get on track to a healthier you. Now back to this episode of the Fit News Podcast. I want to talk a little bit more about you brought up estrogen and progesterone and, Mm -hmm. you know, our dip in estrogen. Um, Let's talk about the types of um, estrogen. And then also, I know that um, a lot of women tend to be, especially at this age, tend to be estrogen dominant. So Mm -hmm. let's talk about that as well. Yeah, so we have um, three different types of estrogen is estrone, estradiol, um, and my goodness, there's that third one. I got a little brain it's fog. All good. Um, but there's different faiths. So for instance, mm-hmm. um, they all, and it's amazing because our cells all, and it's not, let me back up because I get excited about this. <laughs> so many people think, oh, estrogen, that's just our sex hormones. And it's just reproductive. Our cells and our entire body need estrogen in some right. way shape or form. And so with the dip up and down during perimenopause, because it's going to fluctuate up and down, um, it's going to, it's going to make you feel a certain way. So we're talking about estrogen dominance. So estrogen goes through the liver, it goes to all the cells, but it, as it goes through the liver, there's a detoxification and we excrete it. So for instance, we, all of our cells get the estrogen, like I mentioned. Estrogen will come up to a healthy cell. It'll like knock on the door and what it's gonna say, hey, hey, it's me estrogen, right? If they could talk. Uh, and there's little like villa and the, the cell opens up and brings in the estrogen and it takes what it needs from the estrogen, all the goodness for the cell to do its job. And then whatever it's done, whatever it's taken from the estrogen, it ex- it pretty much eliminates it out, whatever's left. And we excre- excrete that in our sweat, our poop and our pee. Us functional nutrition people, we like to talk about poop and pee. <laughs> but but that's how estrogen is, is how we utilize it in our body. Okay. Now, you mentioned about um, estrogen dominance. 
So a couple ways we can get estrogen dominance is one, obviously, our fluctuation with perimenopause. So the first thing that usually happens when we our hormones start to change, progesterone drops. Right. And our progesterone is our is our Zen feel good hormone because it makes us feel relaxed. So like I mentioned before, as we're in that luteal phase, progesterone increases as we're getting towards our menstrual cycle. And I mentioned you get sort of tired and because it's a calming, it relaxes, it's it's that type of um, hormone. So when we're in perimenopause and hormones change, our progesterone decreases. So we're no longer in that Zen mood. It's going to increase anxiety and we're going to feel like, yeah, uneasy. We won't be able to sleep. But when progesterone goes down, guess what? Estrogen's either staying high or goes up higher. And that beautiful cycle that I mentioned, which I since I, t- I call them progesterone and estrogen best friends hormone, they're on this beautiful um, teeter totter. So as we're cycling, estrogen's up, progesterone's low, progesterone's up. So that's a beautiful cycle. But mm-hmm. like I mentioned, when we get to perimenopause, progesterone's low, estrogen's sitting up high, and it's like, okay, we're waiting for you to come back up. And it's like, uh uh-uh. and that's where a lot of the the um, menopausal symptoms come in. Right. That's where we talked about seed cycling, other things. But let's throw in another aspect. Let's talk about hormone disruptors. Mm-hmm. Okay, what are hormone disruptors? We hear them all the time. You know, we hear that we're thrown around. Well, hormone disruptors are basically chemicals that impass- they're imposters to estrogen. Mm-hmm. So let's take lotions, um, beauty products, toothpaste, hand soap, uh, let's go for some chemicals that are sprayed pesticides on our fruit. Um, goodness, the, the air we breathe, it just depends on where we live, any toxins in the air, the water we drink, what's in our water. So a lot of these are toxins going in our body, whether it's um, through our skin, whether we ingest them. So guess what? They are hormone disruptors. They're um, estrogen imposters. So like I mentioned, you got our healthy cell and our body can't decipher which one's the real estrogen and which one's the imposter. So here comes the imposter estrogen coming up to the cell and it's like, oh, it's estrogen. But it's it's actually chemicals from these products and it gets into our healthy cells and it actually changes the cell makeup. So one, obviously, it could create more estrogen dominance, more estrogen in the body. But two, it can also change the cell and it could cause disease, cancers and what have you just because of this chemical, all these chemicals mm-hmm. that are going to our body. Right. So, you know, is as far as what can we do? It's being mindful, reading ingredients, non-GMOs, organic as much as possible, body uh, lotions, mm-hmm. read the labels, ha- shampoos, hairsprays, makeup. There's a lot of clean beauty out there, thank goodness now. Yeah. And um, it's it's just, um, it's a breath of fresh air, pardon the pun, um, <laughs> to have uh, the these products out there. But yeah, it's, it can be overwhelming. Mm-hmm. It can like, you'd be like, oh my gosh, I don't know where to go. But if you just take one thing at a time, 
then and, and you educate yourself and you just slowly integrate and make that lifestyle change. Like we mentioned about seed cycling. Right. That's, you know, it may seem simple, but it's an, a new thing that mm-hmm. you're adding into your routine. And so it's going to take some time to get into a rhythm, a habit, a tiny micro habit, right. if you will. Yeah. So, um, hopefully that answered your mm-hmm. question on yeah. that. What, <laughs> I just um... <laughs> if you are, uh, so when you're working with your ladies and, um, you know, they are struggling with some of the common symptoms such as migraines, uh, sleep disruption and hot flashes, you know, what are some of the top things that you recommend? Because, you know, obviously, as you said, I think the number one important thing that you mentioned was that, you know, we don't try and do all these changes, right? All these, you know, um, extreme changes, but what are some small habits that they could, uh, start to implement one at a time that would help to, um, alleviate some of these symptoms? No, that's a good question. Well, we talked about seed cycling. So, uh, seed cycling is a little tiny thing you can add in. Um, a big one is refined sugar. A uh, refined sugar is, so addicting. It creates inflammation in the body and it also creates havoc with our hormones. It puts them in a state where things just go out of balance, but you feel terrible. And, and the reason why is because as we, as we turn 40 over 40, our hormones change, we're more susceptible to insulin resistance. So the, have you heard women say, you know, I'm eating the same stuff I used to, but I'm gaining weight because our bodies changed and we no longer process the foods. We process the foods differently. So insulin resistance is huge. So watching how much refined sugar, processed sugar, cookies, pastries, if you look into even those protein bars, healthy protein bars, if you look at it, it says organic cane sugar. It's organic. Yes, yes, you got me there. It is organic, but it's still cane sugar. It's a refined sugar. And your body is processing it. And what's happening, happening, our insulin is skyrocketing up. And our body does not process it the way it used to. And it's storing it as fat, like in our midsection, because that's where it likes to sit. (laughs) So refined sugar would be my number one. And here's my analogy. My analogy is this. So if you're eating 30 Oreos a day, okay, I wouldn't recommend it. But if you're eating 30 Oreos a day, this is what I would say. Tomorrow or maybe this week, can you he, can he eat 27 instead of 30? And so you would slowly decrease that. Um, I used to work with my clients that used to drink soda, four cans a day. That's another thing. It, uh, any type of soda is, can definitely change everything (laughs) and same process. Okay. How many cans are you drinking? I'm drinking four big cans. All right. Well, can you drink three this week? Okay. Okay. And the week went by. Okay. I I did three. I was doing pretty good. Okay. And we're like, okay, how about two and a half? Because they make those little miniature cans. And so, 
Okay, maybe the week later, two and a half. Okay, well, next thing you know, I get a text and, hey, I'm drinking two cans of of pop now, and they're the two little cans. So they're seeing the difference. They're feeling the difference because refined sugar, yeah, it makes us like get that extra energy. But boy, does do you just drop? You just skyrocket down. It's just you have that up and down, and you start craving more sugar, you start craving more carbs. And next thing you know, you're binge eating or you're drinking more sugar or eating more sugar. So what we need to do is just to slowly back off little at a time. Another thing to counterbalance, because if we are, if we're not getting enough protein, because when we get enough protein, where I mean, we're looking at 25 to 30 grams of protein each meal. Right. If we're not having that much per meal, then we're going to be hungry right. and sh- really quick shortly after within an hour and a half, maybe two hours later. Right. And guess what we want? We want some sugary. Yeah. We want some. And so we go to the, either the Frappuccinos or we go to the sweets and, you know, mm-hmm. cause you're craving sweets, you're craving chocolate. So that having that the protein at each meal is huge. It's right. it's so essential. When us women, we don't get it as we get older, we don't get enough protein. So right, right. And would you say that the sugar also has a, a huge effect on our gut microbiome, therefore changing the gut microbiome, which then has an effect on you know our hormones and as you mentioned the inflammation. Oh, absolutely. No, that's spot on. So yeah, so refined sugar definitely changes our gut health. So we have good bacteria and we have mm-hmm. bad bacteria and we need both. So, right. you know, I don't want you to feel like, oh my gosh, bad. Oh no, no, we need both. It's, yeah. a, it's a happy, happy balance. Mm-hmm. But again, sugar, more sugar that you ingest, yes, that increases the not so good bacteria. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you get then like SIBO, the small intestinal, um, small intestine, um, the the bacteria overgrowth. overgrowth. Mm-hmm. Yes, because too much of the I, I you know the bad bacteria. Mm-hmm. So keeping it at bay, mm-hmm. that will definitely keep your gut health. And why do we talk about gut health? Why? Because it's our immune system. Right. Our gut is our immune system. And yeah. people don't realize that, realize that I try to let, you know, clients know and spread the word that think about what you put in your mouth. So think about the soda or the cookie. Think about it before you put in your mouth, what kind of nutritional value does it have? And several clients have stopped themselves because they're like, Oh, wait a minute. Um, you know, they look at this, this cookie or whatever. And they're like, Hmm. It's like, do you want to put that in your body? Because it doesn't really have any benefits. So, but that's just something I always bring up. Just, yeah. You know, before you drink that pop or before you eat that cookie or sugary dessert, what kind of benefits? Now, I'm not saying don't ever have any sugary, but you within know, reason, right? Right. Because right now, I think that that we're we are living in a society where it's out of control. And it's, uh, you know, we need to have dessert every day and we're, you know, and it's at every meal and it's, it's at a snack time and the overconsumption of, you know, sugar is what's leading to a lot of havoc. Oh yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, issues. Yeah. Yes. Uh, fat storage, energy levels, mm-hmm. uh, even uh, like acne on the, on your face because you're that's inflammation mm-hmm. in your body. And that's the way your body like expresses or, you know, gets it out. It's you break out, whether it's mm-hmm. hives or acne, um, the gut health. No, definitely. Definitely. Um, portions too. Right. That is a huge talking about just in general, but the portion food portions, stopping, stop eating before you're actually full because right. sometimes our stomach and our brain doesn't connect until you're overstuffed. Right. So stopping a little bit eat, uh, earlier, chewing your food, mindful eating. I was guilty for years. I'd read a magazine or scroll my phone while I'm eating, but being present, mm-hmm. chewing the food slowly, tasting the food, because right. so much of us, we just, we just eat it just to eat, mm-hmm. you know, just feed our, our stomach and, and go. And so having, taking the time to be mindful about um, how much and um and how much in uh, portions how much when to stop so but going back real quick i just want to mm-hmm. mention uh, about the 80 20 rule 80 20 rule means you know 80% of the time you, you can eat healthy 20% you know have fun you mm-hmm. know have that cookie but right. again it's not a every day oh i just had dinner i got to hit because those times where you're going to crave it that's another thing if you have a lot of sugar then it, your brain is like oh i just finished eating i i need that sugar hit mm-hmm. and you're you just need to eat something sweet afterwards but breaking that it usually takes about a week mm-hmm. week and a half and then you won't have the cravings anymore yeah, it's try it for lent <laughs> Yes. But you know what? Once you taste that sugar, just uh-huh. that one time, it yeah. it triggers in the brain and mm-hmm. it's like an addiction. You yeah. want it, you want it again, even if it's just that one piece. Yeah. You know, if you haven't had it for a while and you try that one piece of that refined sugar, then it's like, ooh, and it's like a little dopamine hit. <laughs> Yeah. Um, Sharon, before we uh, wrap up here, is there um, any one small tidbit that we may have missed that you think ladies should know? One other thing is movement. Movement is my jam too. Mm -hmm. No, I just want to mention that when our hormones change after 40, our body changes, we Mm -hmm. start to gain weight. The first thing that a lot of women do is like, oh my gosh, I got to hit the treadmill. I got to (laughs) go hard and heavy and at all costs. And it's usually a hardcore cardio or Mm -hmm. a workout and our, our hormones are changing. And guess what? It's all, it's an orchestra of hormones. So we have cortisol levels that will increase if the body's stressed out, Mm -hmm. whether it's from an external or internal. So if you're working out really hard, Mm -hmm. your cortisol levels are going to increase and it's going to create more fat storage. Yeah. So talking about hamster wheel here, you're trying to lose the weight. You're working so hard. You're on this hard workout and you're actually increasing cortisol, which then um, increases weight gain, right. you know? And so strength training is key. And I'm not talking like Arnold Schwarzenegger getting the barbell. Right. I encourage it if that's what you want to do, but dumbbells, resistant bands, um, body weight exercises, functional fitness movements. And what I mean by that are pushing, pulling, um, 
also um, reaching, squatting, mm-hmm. right. stuff that we do every day, right? Um, and guess what? We can add to it. If we're going to squat, maybe we hold two dumbbells and squat, yeah. or we get a resistant band, um, balance and stability and core work. So all those are so important. And you're building muscle to increase mm-hmm. bone density, to increase muscle. And I'll leave you with this. When you increase muscle, you're not going to look like Arnold Schwarzenegger, <sighs> but you're going to get stronger and muscle burns fat all day long. So that, that alone, if that doesn't change your mind uh, about doing weights or resistant bands that builds the muscle, that alone is going to burn fat. um, And and you're going to see your body change in Mm -hmm. inches. So don't be so consumed with the number on the scale because a lot of women just, I, they weigh themselves every day and our body, body fluctuates every day. We right. water. So, and they get very discouraged, but just see how your clothes fit. Or if you take measurements after a while, in, after you've been doing weights or resistant bands, you'll see your body changing because that's the beauty of building muscle yeah. and you'll increase your metabolism and you're going to feel so much better. It's going to be fantastic. So yeah. that's what I'll, I'll yes. leave you well, Sherry, you're spe- speaking my language with the strength training. So, uh, no, if uh, the listeners want to find you, uh, where can they find you and more information about you? Um. Well, thank you. Um, you they can find me. I have an Instagram. It's Sherry Chirac underscore Kickspark Fitness, and as um, Sherry and the just Sherry Chirac on Facebook. I also um, have a, uh, a a popple. It's a digital business card. I think you may have it in the show notes, I yes. believe. Mm-hmm. There's a, an email you can reach me at and a phone number. Anytime, anytime. Uh, feel free to reach out to me at any time. I'm happy to help because I'm here to educate, right. empower, empower women. Yep. Yes. They, we need to learn how to advocate for ourselves when right. we go to our healthcare professionals, because um, that's the way that we're going to change this narrative of this is just how it not, is. Yeah. Yeah. And if you're not happy with what you're told, mm-hmm. don't accept it. Right. Don't accept it. You go out and you find the answer that you need and yep. um, because it's out there. So whether you can help them or I can help or someone else can help them, there are other ways besides what's given to them sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you, Sherry. We appreciate your time today. Thank you for joining us. No, thank you. I appreciate it. I, it's been so much fun. Thank you for listening to the Fit News Podcast. We will catch you next time. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Fit News Podcast. I'm your host, Jen Shaver, and I'm on a continuing mission to help you stay strong, healthy, and happy. A special thank you to our producer, Noah Martin, and Retrospection Multimedia. Tune in to the Fit News Podcast every Monday to get your tips for living your best midlife. These episodes are live streamed weekly in our Facebook group. Be sure to comment, like, and subscribe to Fit News Podcast for your weekly health advice. To join the Facebook group, visit strongforlifefitness.com.